Welcome to the For Film's Sake Podcast. I'm Brian Archie. And I'm Chris Lucky. And today we're going to talk about comedy. Mm-hmm. But before we get into any of that massive bunch of stuff yeah, that comedy broad. involves, <laughs> yeah. com- comedy's massive. There's yeah, probably going to be like a multiple parter. Yeah, uh, yeah. But before we get into any of that, uh, what's up, Chris? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, despite oh, the fact yeah. that I have seen you. Yeah. Like every week for two days a week. It's just because like the days are so long now. <laughs> right. You know, the days start so early, they end so late, and there's so much packed into each one of them. And like by the end of the day, like I've been meaning to like hang out like as friends, not yeah. do anything podcast, not do anything school, just hang out. Yep. But by the time we're done with school, I'm just like <laughs> sick of people. Yes. And I just like want to go home yeah. and stare at my ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tiring. But yeah. uh, this week, I think we both got to see the uh, the Civil War movie. We we did we fucking absolutely did. I gotta hear your opinion about it. Uh, all right, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about superhero movies anymore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I I only go purely because okay, it's 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 a Captain America movie. It's a yep. big budget Marvel movie. Yep. I want to see how they handle an increase in the next step of, mo- of filmmaking. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's my rationale for seeing these movies, mm-hmm. and. I'm not really invested in any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm there to see the filmmaking and see the action. Really. Okay. The action was fucking fantastic. Yes, it in was. This movie. It mm-hmm. was it was a lot of fun. Yep. And although not all of it was shot very creatively, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the parts that were shot creatively looked fucking incredible. They did. And I don't want to spoil anything, but we all know the shot in the trailer where Captain America and Bucky are double teaming Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite shot in the goddamn movie. Nice. It just looks awesome. So like I love the movie. I love what they try to do with the plot. Mm-hmm. I love the things that they were exploring. Yep. But Again, it's a movie, yeah. so it's not a comic book series. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be able to go into all the stuff that they want to go into. Nope. Or all the stuff that they should go into. Fantastic Four, for example. A, Fantastic Four <laughs> being a prime example. Yeah. Um, but like the issues of like, well, should we should we check ourselves before we wreck ourselves? Or should we be independent to mm-hmm. do what we want if we see fit? Yeah. Those issues are really complicated political issues that would have been amazing to explore in a Marvel movie mm-hmm. because it grounds every character in reality instead of having them disagree on, like, oh, who killed my parents? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or having them disagree on Bucky, which is, like, the most... the thing that happens most in the movie. Yeah. So, like, if, if I had gotten a little bit more political unrest from the whole situation that Civil War is based on, mm-hmm. I would have loved the movie a lot, lot, lot more. Ah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But the movie... It, it sort of super it sort of superficializes that. It definitely does. Yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like puts you like, oh, right, now it's just Captain America and Tony Stark having an argument, mm. and then they fight. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know what? It's what Batman versus Superman try to do with mm. Man and Superman. I still haven't seen it yet. I haven't <laughs> seen it either. But know. it's what they try to do. They try to pin two really good names against each other, mm. uh, in a comic book series that actually happened, but mm. have a lot more time to like develop. Yeah. And they try to put them together in, in a screen. And it worked really, really, really well, mm-hmm. I think, for what they were trying to do. But they just superficialized a lot of the other stuff that I would have liked to see. I mean, the um, from what I've seen from the director of the Batman Superman, mm-hmm. it looks like that is his style, is superficial. Like, if you look at the 300 movie, it has... No, that, I'm uh, talking about Avenger. Avengers. Oh, Avengers superficialized it. Batman oh, okay, versus okay. Superman tried to do what Avengers did with mm-hmm. Civil War, mm-hmm. kept it just fucked it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... It well, just wasn't it. a good movie because they tried to put too much into it. They tried to make a Marvel Universe movie, mm. which has had eight movies to set up now. Maybe more. 
maybe but more. Lot, yeah. And Batman versus Superman tried to do it all at one time. Just didn't didn't work. It didn't work. Too, I'm, too much stuff. I'm gonna reserve my judgment because I'm a type yeah. of person that likes things that a lot of people say are terrible. So I might right. love it. I might you honestly might love, love it. it. But and like here's the thing: not. Zack Snyder <laughs> you know? has an amazing visual style. I don't like right. it. I don't, like I don't like three hundred. I don't like. I don't like the. I hate three hundred all the way unequivocally. There's nothing about three hundred that I like. That's Not one thing. I don't like the goldish tint that's put in. Mm-hmm. But he puts a tint over every movie he does. It's hacky. It's gimmicky, and it brings nothing to the movie for high me. High contrast, high saturation. Yes, high doesn't do anything yeah. for me. The um, it's kind of like the um, your boy with the uh, the flares. Yeah, the, the lens flares. Yeah, the fucking lens flares. Yeah, it's just like okay, we get it. You can do that, but it's just mm-hmm. like you got to bring something new to the table for me. I'm tired. I'm tired of the. Uh, the tense i'm mm-hmm. tired of the slow motion i mean it's also a gimmicky give me a fucking story man well that's the thing sax Snyder has a cool visual style like uh, objectively sure like like yeah objectively he has a he has an interesting way to depict action in movies mm-hmm. he's a really good action director mm-hmm. but he's not a good story director no. like 300 let's take away the tint let's take away the saturation and the mm-hmm. high contrast yep. it still has some really well action like action oriented scenes yeah I mean, you know i'm just not an action person yeah, you know exactly. but no it def- there's definitely some action so, like everybody loves that movie for the action exactly so sex Snyder is good at depicting action he's yeah. good at directing he can do action that. he can do that um, but he's not good at combining the action with the with story, the story. Mm-hmm. his movies are usually story action story action story action mm-hmm. whereas uh the civil war movie blended those a little bit more and it was like story and action action and story mm-hmm. uh the fights actually had a purpose you can see the characters change over the fights mm-hmm. uh my favorite thing about this movie is that you could see tony stark sort of struggling with whatever ideals he had yeah uh which is why i like tony stark mm-hmm. as a character and i hate captain america as a character okay uh, fuck Captain America, dude. I don't like him. I don't know if I could be in a room with either one of those people now. After seeing yeah. Civil War, like, I already knew that I don't like Captain America and yeah. wouldn't be a friend of it. Like, he's not somebody that could come over and have a glass of alcohol and shoot the shit. Right. You know, he's not that kind of person. But Tony Stark, I feel like, would just get on my goddamn nerves just being in the room with him because he, he only has one <laughs> brand of comedy it's all sarcasm it's all sarcasm. all sarcasm there's nothing else he can't make a, a observation about something mm-hmm. and then put his own spin on it to make it funny right. it's just immediate reactory sarcasm well and uh, and, and that's his character it's not robert downey jr's fault that's the to character your point yeah mm-hmm. like to your point about having the sarcasm mm-hmm. i i sit down and whenever i look at one of these movies mm-hmm. i like to break down the character into the lowest possible thing i can break them down into mm-hmm. see how they work tony stark had a troubled past he regrets having his family killed blah, yada 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 yep. he's emotionally fucked up because of yep. the avengers one thing and it's gonna happen then ultron came along he says holy shit i almost fucked up the entire planet yep tony stark has a lot in his fucking mind yes he does and he's always had a lot in his fucking mind yes he does and the sarcasm is a coping mechanism if mm-hmm. it didn't have that he's justified i'm yeah. saying i don't want to be around that Right, <laughs> you feel he's just like I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of being around <laughs> it. I understand why he is the way that he is, but that doesn't make me want to see it or be around him any longer. Right, Iron Man one, that shit was. Iron funny was i yeah. love that i loved his personality everything iron man 2 i was still digging it mm-hmm. by iron man 3 then avengers and ultron and i'm still getting this overly cocky sarcastic brand of humor i think I'm the problem is out, that we were seeing you know? it too much that's what i'm saying like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's not, seven movies not, but uh not 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 in saying that they put it in too many movies and mm-hmm. that they put it in too many movies too soon that's yeah. what i'm saying I feel like because I'm t- I'm burned out of all these characters too. I mm. love Tony Stark mm. and I love uh, who's the other? I love uh, fucking Scarlet Witch and mm. I love Black Widow and I mm. love the Hulk and all these. Sp- but we've had them for seven years, almost every year. I think we're good in them for now. Let's give us a three-year break, but before we see another Iron Man, before we see another Captain America, they can't do give it. Us that they can't do it because they mm. make so much fucking money. Yep. But uh, 
But what I would say is like, all right, give us the smaller character movies mm. for three years. Sure. Give us Doctor Strange. Give us Black mm. Panther. Give mm. us uh, Spider Man, yep. a good Spider Man movie. Yeah. Uh, give us those, mm. and then release another Avengers and put us back a little in forward in time. Sure. You know, let the, let the story happen off screen a little. Mm. Put us back. Let us distance away from these characters mm-hmm. so that we can enjoy the other characters and then have a much stronger connection to them in the long run. But they're not going to do that because Tony Stark makes way too much fucking money. Captain the, America is a cocky asshole that makes them more money. I mean, the movies are already yeah. slated for the next three years. Like, they're right, already yeah. going to happen. I mean, it's wishful thinking. I would like to separate myself from it for mm-hmm. a while, but it's just they're not going to do it. They're going to keep giving you the same shit over and over. And with that being said, mm-hmm. I like the Civil War movie. I liked it too. Like it, it was by no means a bad movie. Yeah. I, I I don't know who directed it. I forgot his fucking name. The um I can't remember the director's name. Um, but, but um as as far as as far as Marvel movies go, mm-hmm. that's my that's in my top five. It's in my top five immediately after seeing it. I was like, that's a top five Marvel movie for me. I didn't have that reaction. No? no you, you, you you could immediately walk out and say, Yeah, there's probably five Marvel movies I've seen better than that. No, I walked out of the movie thinking like there's better ways you could have directed that movie. You can say that about every Marvel movie. I, there's yeah. almost any movie, you know? No, no, yeah, almost every movie. But, uh, like, for example, Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. the way it was directed, I was like, you know what? I don't think I could find another was, creative way to direct that. It was origin story. I really, right, I really like yeah. how that was, that was shot, too, yeah. There are movies that I walk out of a theater and I go, like, you know what? I could probably find another way to direct that, but I don't mm-hmm. know if it could be directed better than it was mm-hmm. directed, right? Captain America... Uh, the first one, I walked out saying like someone could have directed that a little bit better. So you're not watching it for entertainment value anymore? I am. I am. Were you I, were you as entertained by this? I mean, were, were there five other Marvel movies that were more entertaining to you? Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man 3 was pretty good. Ooh. Uh, but it's not on the top five. Iron Man. I liked Age of Ultron. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy is up there. Mm. Uh, what other You like Age of Ultron more than the first Avengers? No. So uh, so So Avengers would be up there. Yeah, Avengers, well, here's, yeah, Avengers would be up there. I don't like any of the setup that led to the Avengers, mm. other than the Iron Man movies. Yep. I don't like any of the setup that led up to Avengers two, mm. other than like what the Avengers movie. Tony. Other than the Avengers movie, pretty much. <laughs> I don't like. I just don't like the setup format that they have. Right. So like, I like Guardians of the Galaxy because it's setting up its own. Guardians thing. of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Iron, Iron Man three. You said so far. Um, I just don't think I can. Avengers put, and Age of Ultron. I don't even like Age five. of Ultron. I only have four in that list. So four. Yeah. I I I don't want to put Civil War. You're in putting there. Deadpool on there. Oh, Deadpool. Not, Deadpool's, a Marvel, said, Deadpool's a Marvel movie. <laughs> I Holy was waiting shit. for that. that. Yeah, no, Deadpool's the first. That, Deadpool's the first. One, okay. <laughs> Deadpool's the first. One. I forgot it was a Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Deadpool, Iron mm. Man, Iron Man Three, mm. Avengers. Yep. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy goes in there, mm. but I don't want to put Age of Ultron or Civil War mm. anywhere near that list because while being good movies and being entertaining movies. Mm. They're just not creatively directed. Ooh. Yeah. Like Civil War, you didn't get any creativity out of that? I got creativity out of the few action scenes that mm-hmm. I thought were really well directed. Yeah. That was the, the airport scene. Didn't do much for me. It wasn't the, the action in it didn't do it. It was the characters for me. The well, characters not well, yeah. named uh, Tony Stark. The char- <laughs> <laughs> characters not named Tony Stark in that movie I really enjoyed. But the, the airport scene focused way too much and sort of introducing... Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, uh, which uh, I love Spider-Man, right? Uh, I Spider-Man's love Spider-Man. in Civil War? Yeah. I didn't. Dude, there's been like marketing material for Okay, that. okay. As long yeah. as I, cause I'm like, right. like cause when I went into it, like I didn't know Spider-Man was going to be in it when I went into it. So I was completely surprised. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest 
things for me in that movie was Spider-Man. That's the thing that I was talking about in trailers in episode 14, back mm. when I, I ranted about trailers, is mm. that they blew their load with Spider-Man. Because they, they would have kept that uh, away from all the marketing material. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Spidey. Yeah. I like Spidey. Yeah. But I knew that he was going to be there. I knew what Spider-Man he was, go he was mm. going to be. No, we knew that much, yeah. Yeah. Like, I knew that he was going to be the, 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 the teenage, mm -hmm. witty Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah. And I loved that about him. I really did like the character. Yeah. But I hated that the airport scene focused, focused way too much mm. on having Spider-Man be the witty Spider-Man mm. than having a, an overall good action. Uh, scene because what happened in the airport movie instead of having an ensemble uh, or ensemble of action ensemble. they had two characters they had the moment where they clash mm -hmm. and then two characters split off to their respective locations yeah. and they start fighting separately and you have uh, Black Widow versus Hawkeye cut Iron mm -hmm. Man versus Captain America cut Spider-Man versus Falcon cut yeah. and I, what was nice I would have liked to see something that made them a little bit more interact with each other a little bit more I'd I just yeah. didn't care about the the action because, like, I see Captain America and then Iron Man mm -hmm. face to face, like they're about to face off, and I'm like, oh, who's gonna kill who? Neither one of them are gonna do anything to the other person. Right. Nobody is gonna physically harm someone to where they're unalterable. Nobody. Yeah. If all the action is bullshit, because it doesn't matter. The no. fight does not matter zero percent. So I was more interested in the Same story thing. between the the characters and the comic relief that Spider Man brung. Right. And you know, um, even the the story of Black Panther, who I wasn't interested in before seeing the movie Black Panther was probably one of my favorite things about this movie he was really, really nice good. he was yeah. you know he was handled very properly mm -hmm. yeah uh, uh, okay just I just want to finish the point what was because that because I don't I don't hate the movie every time every time no, that we, I talk we, to someone about the what? movie and I like break down what I didn't like about the movie they told me that it sounded like I hate the movie but you just qualified by being right yeah. there in your top five right so <laughs> it's a it's a really good movie mm -hmm. I just I just I had three main problems with the structure of this movie mm -hmm. one how they handle location. Mm. The movie takes place in about three countries. US, Germany, and Italy, I think. Mm. At some point. Whatever. Uh, but they are every time they switch locations, they just smash cut title screen, name of the location. Mm. Scene happens, smash cut title screen, name of the location. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, that works for this movie. That's not creative. Exactly. Mm. Well, that it doesn't add anything to the movie. It doesn't mm. take away anything to the movie. Yep. But there's a hundred ways you could have handled it a lot better. Yeah. Like if your character are traveling mm -hmm. from location to location, mm -hmm. give us a small interaction on a ship on the way there, right? Mm -hmm. Or if they're if they're being kidnapped, let us see a rescue mission about mm -hmm. them going there. Mm -hmm. And now you have something that links the scene where you were previously to the scene where you were before. Yeah. There's obviously time passing. And there's obviously and there's not a disconnect between me as an audience going mm -hmm. like, oh wait, what the fuck? We're in Germany now? Yeah. That kind of thing. That was the biggest thing that annoyed me about this movie. Okay. It was just not creatively directed in that regards. Mm. But the action shots, uh, I'm talking about the the last fight where Captain America and Iron Man are mm -hmm. duking it out, mm -hmm. which we had a shot of in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, that was a really cool shot because it looked dynamic. It sure. looked incredible. Yeah. There's a point where I think Iron Man punches Captain America or Captain America punches Iron Man. Mm. And they get sent flying through doors. Yeah. And we don't get generic coverage. We get a wide shot of the action. Oh, yeah. And we see the person breaking through the doors. Mm. And we go, like, we see the in-between of the walls, then the other room, and then the, the action follows. Yeah. Those are the little moments that I really, really liked. And those are the moments that I wish would have been more in the movie. Mm. Um, but the characters were fun. Yep. Black Panther was handled really properly. Mm -hmm. 
Captain America. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Captain America was a piece of shit, but uh, Tony Stark was another piece of shit, but mm-hmm. I liked him better. Scarlet Witch didn't do much. I don't know why Scarlet Witch is there. It just just add another female to yeah. the mix, really. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I like it, but I just wish he would have done more. I didn't need her in that movie, and yeah. that's saying something coming from me. Yeah, and Vision <laughs> Vision didn't do anything, really, except... I like Vision's comic relief. Vision I, was good. I like comic I relief. There's one scene where... Um, I forget who's, who's talking. They're, they're sitting on a bed, uh, Captain America and somebody, and then Vision Vision just fucker. walks through the wall, and they're like, what the fuck, bro? I mean, he was like, oh, well, I mean, I thought it was okay since the door was open, and they just stared for a minute in awkward silence. I'm, like, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to use the, the door, door now. Yeah. Uh, Paul Bettany, who plays Vision, Vision. Mm-hmm. he played Jarvis before. Who is Jarvis? Uh, uh, Tony's computer. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, he played Jarvis up until Age of Ultron, which like, and then Jarvis turned into Vision. Okay. Uh, and... He's awesome. I mean, Paul Bannon does a great job. I love, yeah. I love him. Yeah. Uh, it's just this movie obviously wasn't as funny because mm. it tackled a lot of issues that aren't that are way more complicated. Now you're talking about superheroes being like mass killers. Yeah. Uh, which I like. I like the way they were going for, it, but they still staying a little too Marvel, a mm. little too PG thirteen for the issue that they want to tackle. I mean, it's, it was good for, like I said, the story isn't all that great. The action yeah. isn't all that great. The comic relief is few and far between. Right. But for anybody that has ADD to where it's like you constantly want to, <laughs> not really. If you're yeah. watching a movie, if you're the kind of person that just constantly has to pick up your phone and see what's going on over there mm-hmm. or multitask with, you know, do multiple things at a time, this movie will have you just entranced and make you stare at nothing but that. Right. You know, have not, but because there's so much, um, there's always something going on. There's yeah. so many characters and they're trying to smash so much into like an hour and 47 minutes well, it was two hours and 30 two hours and 30 yeah, it was two yeah, hours and 30 you yeah. know so i mean they're trying to smash how many how many characters do we got well we got 12 or so we got six on each side about so like seven on each side yeah, yeah 12, 12 to 14, 14. Yeah. 12 to 14 characters two and a half hour movie and that's not counting like the human characters no no the UN government, yeah, just people, just yeah. superheroes that we care about <laughs> we, we, there's a lot there's a lot to tackle in this movie yeah and they handled it properly all right they didn't mm-hmm. have the problem that i had with marvel with uh, batman versus superman mm-hmm. they handled all the inclusions properly because it's been setting up for it for a while mm-hmm. so we're kind of used to characters now yep so they only really had to in- reintroduce bucky and black panther yeah for it to make any sense yep uh, which I thought was smart on their part in terms of filmmaking. Yeah. And I thought that it was clever to make Bucky part of the main situation because that leads up to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Captain America title being passed to Bucky later on in the story, which I'm sure they're going to do. Um, but again, good movie, good action, mm. okay story, okay mm. comic relief, mm. maybe okay script writing. Mm. Really good performances from people that we're used to having good performances from. I really like the uh, the dynamic between uh, the Falcon and the War Machine. Yeah, that was really You know, fun. it was uh, Anthony Mackie and uh, Don Cheadle. Yeah. It's like you got the two black guys and they're like beside <laughs> each other through most of the movie and like going back and forth. It's a, it's a good dynamic. It really was. And and like and Don Cheadle's is always funny to me. Yeah. I, I always love Don Cheadle and yeah. anything he does, yeah. really. Yeah. He's, I think he's a little underrated. Oh man, Cheeto, what yeah. Don Cheadle can do anything. Don Cheadle can play like a prince and royalty. No, he I'm saying also... that he's underrated. He is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying like yeah, he's. he's you sounded superior. like you were disagreeing with me. I was like, oh shit, sure, what did I do? No, Sorry. he's he's definitely underrated. <laughs> like he can do everything. He can play prince. He can play royalty. He can play you know an undercover agent. He can play a crackhead. That guy can has so much range. He is really good. Super underrated. Um, we're gonna we're gonna end the in in, yeah, in, a, in a minute or two because we went way over way over, over time. But uh, listen, fucking go watch Civil War. Yeah, it's a should. good movie. You should. But don't give it any accolades for directing. All right. If it won Best Picture, <laughs> I'd be angry. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to win Best Picture. <laughs> 
Oh, All right. Well, if we should have done an episode on Civil War, <laughs> we should have done that. But let's let's get people uh, time to see it. Yeah, we'll probably. I fucking probably we'll talk about comedy in a second. And we're back. Yes. What is comedy? Comedy. 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 Comedy is such a big fucking subject it to is. talk about in, in filmmaking. We Very got. Broad. I mean, comedy is one of those genres that mixes well with almost anything. Like I'm, you can have horror comedy, action comedy, dramatic comedy, action comedy, mm-hmm. uh, all that shit, all that fucking sports comedy. Yep. You can have everything be half a comedy. Yep. And it'll probably work if you know how to do it right. If you can do it right, yeah. Um, but my favorite types of comedy are like straight up dark, comedy comedies, dark comedies. Oh, dark comedy. Okay. Uh, sort of like Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. That was a horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, but anything Edgar Wright does is amazing of in course. terms of comedy. Yeah, dark comedy is kind of like uh, Train Spotting, mm-hmm. which is a depressing movie. It is, but it's also really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, I'm missing a couple movies, but like the dark comedy genre is my favorite. That's my yeah. favorite. I just I didn't put any of those on the list right. because of the subgenre, and I just kept all comedy comedy. Yeah, you know Annie Hall was listed on, on there for, on the list, but it was a romantic comedy. Romantic and I'm comedy. I'm like, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's, that's my favorite movie. <laughs> if, we're, if we're sticking to to pure to comedy, comedy, yeah, because yeah. we think... can have a whole episode on uh on like horror comedy or subgenre comedies. Yeah, which there are a lot of them actually. Yeah, but pure comedy comedy, I think that there's that's dangerous territory to do a pure comedy. Very dangerous. Because you can <laughs> fuck it up so easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have the, what was the, the love guru effect? Oh, no. Did you see that? Uh, I did not. Oh, no. The love guru effect? Uh, Justin Timberlake, Mike Myers, no. <laughs> so bad. Romani Malco, no. Don't do that again. <laughs> don't do that again. Please. But uh, you can have that effect where you try to be so funny that you start offending people. Mm-hmm. And like it's actually not cool because I'm all for a little offensiveness. I like that shit. There's it's it's, it's fine line because yeah. uh, what's your your movie uh, Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder. They were on that line Holy and they shit. they hit and they did it right. It's you know? so good. They're going for that same offensive, very vulgar, on the edge of funny that um that the love guru was going for <laughs> yeah. that they failed miserably, but Tropic Thunder just soared. <laughs> and <laughs> you know? and I don't know if it's the writing i don't know if it's the directing that made that happen mm-hmm. um but there's definitely like a different quality when you get a comedy like tropic thunder versus mm-hmm. a comedy like anything adam sandler does mm-hmm. or Ed, or the love guru okay i mean comedies are comedies when they work yeah and there's no other way around it comedy because we can talk about horror and we can pick out the horror formula yeah we can pick out the action formula mm-hmm. but comedy it Comedy is a comedy when it works. That's why it's my favorite genre. That's why it's my favorite genre. The only thing that matters is did it make you laugh? Did you think it was funny? That is it. Is it funny to you or is it not? If it's not funny to you, then that's all that matters. It's not funny. (laughs) If it's not funny, it's not funny. If it's funny, it's funny. Yep. But the thing about that is that to find what's funny and what's not funny, Mm -hmm. you really have to go out there and get out of any comfort zone that you have as a comedian. Yeah. Because that's where the funny is. Or as, as a writer in general. As, yeah, you know? true. Uh, but that's where, that's where the funny is for, for comedy. Like, you mm-hmm. can't play it safe in comedy. Nope. Because the moment you play it safe, you have the Adam Sandler effect. Adam right? Sandler has a lot of good movies, man. Well, he has a lot of good movies that he hasn't written or directed. Ooh. I think. Oh, I don't, I don't want to bash no, I'll, Adam I'll Sandler like that. I'll, I'll write it down for later, but... <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, like stuff like Waterboy, Big Daddy. Did he write um, and direct? That's what I'm going to look up. I'm oh, going to look up right later. I, I, I know didn't he didn't direct it. Yeah. I mean, he's. But I look at him as an actor, not as like the Adam Sandler now that's right. doing the um, 
ridiculous. Well, I'm talking about Jack and Jill. I'm talking about Pixel. I'm talking about oh, this is, all the other shit. You're talking about pre everything after 2013. Right. Oh, er- everything no. that, bad Sandler. That Adam Sandler's did. I don't know that Adam I Sandler. I loved Adam Sandler. Yeah. When I was like 51st Date Adam Sandler, mm. uh, Waterboy Adam Sandler, mm. Little Nicky Adam Sandler. Mm. Those were good Adam Sandler movies. That's they the only fantastic. Adam Sandler I know. Yeah. I don't know this Pixels then, and Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know that person. The, <laughs> nope. When I say the Adam Sandler effect, you get I'm talking about the breakdown of mm. what the comedy genre has been, mm. where it's kind of it's kind of like a shell of itself, mm. uh, where the jokes become delivery mm. and not jokes. Yeah, uh, they become physical and slapstick, mm-hmm. or they become lowest common denominator jokes about yeah. you know fart jokes and masturbation jokes and all that. Kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And those jokes all have their place in a comedy. Yeah, but current Adam Sandler uses them badly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can agree to that. So, uh, when comedy, you can do that in comedy and have it work, or you mm. can do that and have it not work. Yeah. And there's really no secret. It just, it's fucking, well, did it work? It didn't work. I don't know why it didn't work. I don't know yeah. why it worked. It's like we, we were rolling in the writer's room. Everybody in the writer's room thought it was uh, hilarious. <laughs> get it out there. What the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? You so, don't really know what will hit and miss. Even our professor, Professor Bumgarner, he mm-hmm. had the, uh, the, I guess the displeasure, as far as he was concerned, of reading the script for Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. He said he read that script. He was like, what the fuck is this? This is complete shit. And he's like, on paper, Dumb and Dumber is shit. But then you get fucking um, with Jeff Bridges and, uh, and Jim Carrey. It wasn't Bridges. It was, uh, Daniels. was uh, Jeff Daniels. Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm notorious for switching a white guy out <laughs> with another white guy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Oh yeah, but uh, Funny, okay. I got I gotta do a segue. Mm-hmm. When I went to I went to see Captain America with my friend Louise, mm-hmm. and they advertised a fucking born the newborn movie. The newborn. There's a newborn movie. Yeah, there's a newborn movie. Okay. And Matt Damon's coming back on the role, mm-hmm. and my fucking friend, she saw the trailer. She's like, "The fuck is Mark Wahlberg doing Are in another serious? movie? Are you serious?" And I just fucking lost my shit in the middle of the theater. Yes. <laughs> I'm fucking crying right now. It's so funny that shit was to me. What the fuck is Mark Wahlberg doing <laughs> in another fucking movie? <laughs> oh, shout out to you, Louise. Oh man, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm notorious for switching one white guy out for another. Was it? <laughs> but anyway, but yeah. Uh, Waterboy, like I said, he he read uh, he read the script for Waterboy. He just Dumb thought Dumb. it was ter- yeah for a Dumb and Dumber. Thought it was completely terrible. But then you bring in Jeff Daniels, you bring in Jim Carrey, and then you just have gold and it's magic yeah. because you have two actors that know how to be funny yeah they know yeah. how to take a line mm-hmm. and make it their own and then deliver it in a funny way yep i think that's also another one of the things um with comedy is that you gotta have good actors you do you can't have shit actors for comedies Mm-mm. because the moment you have a shit actor your li- your delivery is fucked yeah i mean you gotta have comedic timing you have yeah. to have the timing i mean an actor that's that's used to doing drama or used to doing any or any any other genre not comedy if you don't have comedic timing then it doesn't matter how funny the joke is it's not gonna land um tropic thunder is one of my favorite comedies actually it's very funny yeah yeah it's a great movie yes it i'm is. a dude playing a dude this guy's is another, another dude, dude. Yeah. but it was such an absurd movie yeah that i was surprised that it worked <laughs> those those movies hit like it was, it was yeah. so stupid yeah. it, like the plot is insane for that movie dumb and dumber uh, man yeah it's, the same thing. it's like those movies work man those movies work <laughs> the uh, so good and tenacious d mm-hmm. jack black and kyle gas yeah one um, of my fucking favorite movies really of all movie. time yeah i it's, mean it's combining it's combining comedy and music like how can you not like it's a that? musical comedy mm-hmm. that is bananas yes it's proved that if you're good enough you can make comedy mix with anything you can and yeah. it's awesome yeah you gotta have the timing <laughs> i'm down for it it's though. it's uh, and 
my other favorite thing about comedy is that when when you've got people, you've got so many different brands of comedy mm-hmm. within comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got the observational comedy, you got the slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. you got the the just straight up comedy. This is a joke. Mm-hmm. You got the Caddyshack type of comedy, which is like so avant garde and weird okay. that it can't help but be funny. Sure. You know, like Bill Murray in that movie is the stupidest person. He's they, somewhat of a god. That guy. <laughs> Bill Murray can. I would watch Bill Murray eat a bowl of cereal. Yeah, that's how funny that guy is for me. Did you see Bill Murray in one of my favorite comedies called um, Zom- is, is Zombieland or uh, Zombieland, yeah. Yeah. Zombieland? I can't believe I shot Bill <laughs> Murray. <laughs> do, do, do you have any regrets, Bill? Uh, I, I guess Garfield. <laughs> I guess I regret Garfield. <laughs> you know that he fucked up uh, when he signed up for the movie because he thought the Cohen brothers were making it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what because he, he he heard the director's last name was Cohen, mm-hmm. and he thought that it was one of the Cohen brothers directing the oh, movie. Oh, wow! But it was spelled with an H instead of a C O E N. Yeah, and it wasn't the Cohen brothers, and he had already signed the thing. Yeah, so he had to do Garfield. That's so. That's funny. Yeah. That's for, oh, he, he signed up for the Garfield movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. That's why he signed up for the Garfield, because he thought the Coen brothers were making it. That's and he was like, tough. I want to work with the Coen brothers. Yeah. Sign. And then it wasn't the Coen. He showed up to the meeting. Ooh. It was like, wait, where the fuck's Ethan and Joel? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That's tough, Bill. <laughs> that is tough. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, I didn't know that. Um, even in like, okay, let's talk about the Coen brothers for a second, because they have great comedic timing, but they mm-hmm. haven't really made a comedy uh the what's the last one oh shit hell caesar but and people say that one didn't work as well um just because the uh i couldn't get into the timing of it you know right. the error the error yeah. was kind of weird the the rhythm uh, it, it's all it's all about rhythm you know for the coen brothers hot sucker proxy hot sucker proxy that's a comedy the big lebowski big lebowski is also a comedy i forgot about that yeah i would say they they do some comedy huh I see the Big Lebowski as like a really like a dark comedy. It's dark comedy. Yeah, it's definitely dark comedy. But it is a comedy. I don't know. I feel like the the Coen Brothers are really good comedic timing in their dialogue. Mm. They have really good, really witty writing. Yeah, uh, they know what they're doing, and that's and that's the thing. Like comedy isn't just one thing. It's like mm. a it's like a conglomeration mm. of all of filmmaking. Yeah, because you have to have good actors. You have to have great writing, yep. great filmmaking, because mm. the visual jokes need to land. Yeah, yeah, unless you don't have them. Unless you don't you have know, them. Like I said, Edgar Wright is your guy. Like, like how many Edgar Wright? How mm. many people are doing what Edgar Wright's mm. doing with no visual? one? Nobody's doing what Edgar Wright is fucking exactly. doing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Edgar, every time I watch an Edgar Wright movie, I am genuinely like giddy mm-hmm. in my seat. I've seen mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz twelve times. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, and that's one of my sad. That's one of the sad things about comedy for me is that mm-hmm. most comedy filmmakers mm-hmm. don't use the full range of comedy. No. They use one range of comedy that they're really good at, and mm-hmm. they never branch out. Yeah. So you got comedians like Will Ferrell, which and Kevin Hart and mm-hmm. Ice Cube, mm-hmm. which are great comedians. Comedian actors, yeah, definitely. Uh, right, but uh, really only do sort of like slapstick comedy or really well half improvised, mm-hmm. half scripted dialogue scenes. Yep. Uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, right? And it's just boring after a while. After a, after a while, like yeah. well. Like admittedly, I haven't seen any Kevin Hart movies. Right, because um, they're not that great. I can't say that either. Like, how? <laughs> Whoa! Like, I mean, he might have good movies, man. Like, I don't know. He's a he's a good actor, and he mm. makes me laugh in the movies. Yeah. But his the movies aren't that great. I Ooh. saw I none s- of them. Like no, Kev, like they're that was very a, broad, man. There's like, just the same brand of fucking comedy. 
they're just not inspired anything funny like they're all he's got a couple of buddy cup movies with ice cube yeah right along i yeah. think those other ones the uh the wedding something like the a wedding something the best friend where he presents to be someone's best friend yeah yeah and like those are those are okay. I mean, They're I'm not best. seeing them. I'm not seeing them. But, <laughs> you know, they might be all bad. Like they said, they might be. Yeah. But I'm just like, people are spending a lot of money to keep having him be in movie after movie after movie. It's because he makes money. Because people are giving him the money. Right. But people are giving him the money because he's a funny. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're, he's funny. Kevin Hart is funny. Not to me. But, but, but yes. All right. The movies he makes are just plain. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this isn't. Like general general America plane is complex, right? Like and you know, this is, <laughs> like this is why it turns into I'm not shitting on Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. I'm shitting on the mainstream culture. Oh well, yeah, we're shitting on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think any dumb, unintelligent people are listening to this uh, podcast besides myself. <laughs> <laughs> we had to bring it back down to like self-deprecating, so you don't sound like an asshole. <laughs> oh, but I am. But yeah. <laughs> so like. It's, it's not a compl- it's not a complaint on on filmmakers because mm-hmm. filmmakers would love to make all the super creative movies that they want to make right mm-hmm. but they have to make money because yep. it's their jobs yep. at the end of the day mm-hmm. so they're obviously going to go with what the demographic is sending to watch yep. right and now we now we know for a fact that black males are spending more money in films black black people period black black men people and women. oh it was yep. black people period black okay, men and women. black male. specifically black women Really? Black, black women are making a lot more money than black men, huh. and their disposable income is higher than black men. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. My woman makes like twice as much money as I do. <laughs> you know, and it's, and that's that's yeah. what I was talking about earlier, like on the first, like second or third podcast. I'm like, the America needs to reflect what's going on in this country. If Hillary Clinton is voted president, God forbid, because <laughs> I want Bernie Sanders, honestly. Yeah. But if, if Hillary Clinton was to be elected, I wouldn't mind men having to look at what has been happening for the past 20 years anyway, and yeah. it's women running this country. But um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But back to uh, back to comedies. Yeah. Some of my favorite comedies. We already went over Waterboy, Tropic Thunder. Tropic you know Thunder. that's amazing. And then my favorite scene in Tropic Thunder. It's a stupid throwaway scene. But Jack Black's like naked except for like a black speedo type thing. Yeah. He goes like he's like they have cocaine over in the trailer somewhere, mm-hmm. and he just like fucking digs in his underwear for like way too long, yeah. and pulls out a handgun and just fucking charges running into the coke. Yeah. Just oh my god, so stupid. I'm thinking like I'm the the tie between Dumb and Dumber and Tropic Thunder that I'm mm-hmm. seeing besides like the slapstick type mm-hmm. of comedy is the actors. Right. You know, you take that Tropic Thunder script and just put Joe Blow in there and nobody would have ever seen it. Mm-hmm. It would have failed and no and it, it would it would have been racist actually. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you just put regular anybody in there then we're going to tear that movie apart. Dumb and Dumber nobody's ever going to see it. Uh one of my favorite uh comedies is Anchorman. Anchorman was a really good comedy. Will Ferrell, Christina Applegate, <laughs> and Paul Rudd is in there too. Paul Rudd, um, is really he's really funny. Steve Carell, Steve, yeah, Steve Carell. There's one other guy I'm trying to think of. He plays. Name. Um, he he wears a cowboy hat the entire time. I know, I know he's his like, name. Whammy! I like to put some barbecue sauce on that big behind and just. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they got, that guy's name. I know his name, but he's always plays kind of like a rednecky character, yeah. so I never yeah. bothered to learn his name. He is hilarious, though. <laughs> he's really fucking funny. Uh, but th- again, those movies are movies that are like really good comedies, but mm. they don't they don't use comedy as like a, as a spectrum. No. They just have really mm. witty lines. That, yeah, the whole time. That's, I don't think we're gonna get many like the Corn Brothers use comedy as a spectrum, but they're mm. not doing pure comedy like right. we're saying. It's going dark comedy like Fargo is has comedic. A comedic presence, but it's so dark. It's <laughs> it really so dark, you know. So, um, 
uh, anyway, uh, Anchorman, uh, Will Ferrell, Christina Applegate, Paul Rudd, Stephen Carell, mm-hmm. is that ensemble of characters that <laughs> really funny. make that movie for me. They really rip off well to each other. Yeah. They, yeah. they really do. My favorite moment out of Anchorman is mm-hmm. when Will Ferrell is trying to say uh, that something works all the time like, like he's trying to oh, convince works someone to, yeah. yeah works every time and then paul rudd goes like 60 percent of the time oh. works every time that, and that doesn't make any sense it, <laughs> but you know the story behind that line uh-uh. what happened was that will ferrell was always making paul rudd laugh mm-hmm. and paul rudd before shooting was over was determined to make will ferrell break character yeah and will ferrell through the works every time mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Rudd dropped that line, hoping that it would make it would break Will Ferrell break, mm-hmm. and Will Ferrell immediately fired back with the "That doesn't, doesn't make, make sense." sense. <laughs> it made Paul Rudd laugh. <laughs> yeah, he would not break. <laughs> so, like, I, I, it speaks to Will Ferrell's talent. I mean, the dude's funny. Talladega Nights, still one of my favorite movies. Oh, I didn't even put that on yeah. the list. Talladega Nights is funny as it's shit. It's really funny. The yeah. figure skating movie, uh, uh, Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory. That mm-hmm. movie's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Will yeah. Ferrell is funny. He can save a movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like people don't give them credit as actors because they're doing all this like slapstick, mm-hmm. kind of like physical comedy. Yeah. And that's my. I think that's my problem with comedy. You Just, know, you know who did give Will Ferrell his props? Who? Kanye West. Really? <laughs> Kanye West gave Will Ferrell props. He got up on Twitter uh, when Zoolander came out and said that Will Ferrell is the greatest comedic actor of our generation. And he's telling the truth. That's really funny. It's, yeah, I think so too. You know, I think he's the best comedic actor of our generation. I can't think of anybody I'd put above him. I the only one I would put above him was Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Ooh. I'm sorry, Bill. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's that's the that's only deep. one I would put above Will Ferrell is Bill Murray. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think Will Ferrell will have anything to say about that either. No, I think he'd agree with me. <laughs> I think like you're not wrong. Yo. <laughs> yeah, that's that's deep. You went deep on that one. Yeah, it's just uh, anyways, going with the movies what I think about to say. <laughs> I the um we we mentioned uh, the Big Lebowski. That's Big one of the Corn Brothers. One movies. of my favorite comedy comedy movies. Jeff Bridges, John Goodman is a fucking genius in this movie. Am I the only one that gives a shit about the goddamn rules? Is this your homework? <laughs> is this your homework? No 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 no. Is this your homework? <laughs> this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> I'm gonna show you what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. You like that? Do you? <laughs> It's fucking insane. We know it's his homework. <laughs> we know it's his fucking homework. Walter, calm down. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> yes. That line, that movie is the most quotable movie that I've seen. It's just funny through and through. Mm. I want to frame Dame Donnie just so that every time that he talks, and he's like, you're out of your element, Donnie. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> It's Shut just, the fuck up, Donnie. He just gets dim- dismissed the entire... Ru- Steve Buscemi is amazing, man. That's st- <laughs> fucking Donnie just dies of a heart attack. Yep. The fuck is up with this movie? Yep. Nothing happens in this movie. Nope. Nothing fucking happens. Mm-mm. They all go back to square one at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. minus Donnie. That's it. You know, my favorite shot, my favorite scene in this entire movie is um, when Dude is in the car... And he's trying to light up a joint, and he has a beer right there. And they're playing it, duh, 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 looking out my back door. And, you know, and he's like trying to get lit, and the, 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 the joint falls in between his lap. And it's like, then they, they cut, and then you see a, a shot from behind, and then the car is just spinning out of control, left, right, and then smash. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? With the music still playing in the background, the juxtaposition between like the uh, the upbeat, happy music, and then the terrible, terrifying thing that's going on inside the car. <laughs> you it's know? so good. 
And that's that's another thing why I like the Coen Brothers comedic timing because mm. this is what they do. Yeah. Normally, comedy plays up close. Yeah. Right. They yeah. shoot it close. Yeah. And and tragedy. No bullshit. Sorry. Normally, comedy Come happens in. wide. Back, yeah. And then tragedy happens up close. close. Mm-hmm. The Coen Brothers break that constantly. Sure do. And so they put you in the in the character space mm-hmm. when something tragic has happened, yeah. but they present it in a way that's really funny. So you as a viewer, you're like, oh, should I laugh at that? Yeah. And that's where your funny comes from. That's where your laugh comes from. One of my favorite uh, uncomfortable laughs was uh, Burn After Reading. Uh, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, uh, J, J.K. Simmons, and uh, someone else is in the movie. I can't think of the name at the time. But um, it, it made me laugh at someone getting shot in the face in the most graphic way that I think I've seen. Yeah. You know, George Clooney, he walks into his bedroom, and uh, Brad Pitt is hiding in this closet. He, um, he, George Clooney has a gun, by the way. He, uh, he realizes, he realizes somebody's in his closet. So when he opens, he opens the closet door and Brad Pitt is standing there with his face with a shit in the eating grin, just like, oh, please, it's cool. Like, uh, immediate. Wow. Just no fucking Blast time. his face completely off of his face. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, then, and then George Clooney runs down the stairs completely terrified, thinking that this man who has no face any longer is coming to get him. You know, it's, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's the kind of comedic stuff I like. It's like, because it's, it's, it's so in the moment. It's so jarring. Yeah, it you is. You don't expect it. It is. It's so, like, it takes you so out of whatever plays you're at. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, fuck, that happen yeah and then you have to laugh yeah that's why my the coen brothers are my favorite mm. directors in terms of like how they handle dark comedies mm. they're my favorite oh yeah how edgar wright handles action comedy he's the best mm. there's nobody close to that mm. yeah fucking love edgar wright yeah uh scott program versus the world one of my fa- i think the only that's michael cool. Sarah movie that i enjoy michael Sarah in i can't think of enough michael Sarah movies to disagree i get michael mm-hmm. Sarah and uh, jesse eisenberg mixed up a lot that's yeah, another one of those I, things. I like to think that Michael, like, if have you played Pokemon? Yeah. Okay, do you know that your Pokemon evolve over time? I like to think of Michael Sarah. <laughs> uh, this is for the viewers that don't watch Pokemon. Who who doesn't watch Pokemon? <laughs> uh, fuck, I will play, kill whatever. you. I will kill you. You don't watch Pokemon or play Pokemon. <laughs> you don't know what a Pikachu is? If you evolve your Pikachu to oh, a Raichu. Oh, we had this shit. You got them right. right. <laughs> fuck you for evolving your Pikachu. Nobody does that. Now, back to my analogy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sarah is like the starter Pokemon. Jesse mm-hmm. Eisenberg is like the second evolution. Mm-hmm. And Andy Samberg is like the third evolution. Holy That's how I always shit. see it. Yeah. Whoa. Hold <laughs> on. That just, hold on. All right. Let's let's break that one down again. Let's break that one down again. All right. So you said we got um Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, the soft spoken um uh, arrested development, Michael right. Sarah. Then you evolve one more, and then you, you get got to Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, the that's social the uh, network, social network uh, uh, nervous type of talking, whatever. Adventureland kind yeah, of guy. Adventure yeah, adventure guy. And then the the full evolution <laughs> of that Andy is Andy Samberg, <laughs> the um, Lonely Island, um, S Saturday Brooklyn Night Live, Brooklyn Nine Nine guy. I completely agree with that. I wouldn't. They yes. just they just <laughs> even look alike. Like they just look like Michael Sarah got older and became Jesse Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. It looked like they all traveled through time and ended up in the same year. That's that all is that happens. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant so like michael sarah i never really liked michael sarah mm-hmm. right as an as an actor because yeah. i always he always plays the same awkward kid role except in arrested development because mm-hmm. it works for arrested development uh this is the end um with uh seth rogan james franco did not enjoy that movie you didn't like michael sarah's part though? no the movie's not i like michael sarah yeah. michael sarah was cool yeah the movie yeah. wasn't great yeah, i agree with that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a supposed comedy too, and that's and I love Seth Rogen stuff, man. But that just wasn't one of my favorite movies. I think my me. favorite Seth Rogen movie mm-hmm. 
in terms of comedy mm-hmm. has been the interview. Just because of how oh, fucking wow. stupid it is. My girlfriend hates that movie. I hate it too. It, but, but it's really it funny. But, but it's really yes, funny. Yes, they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. They Look, peanut butter and jealous, jealous man. <laughs> Like, yes. It's such a stupid fucking movie, yes. but I could not have laughed yes. any harder at that movie. Yes. It was so funny. The whole bit at the end where they're running away from Kim Jong-un, mm-hmm. carrying a fucking dog, yeah. just kills me every time that I see it. They sing Katy Perry's firework like three or four times. <laughs> I mean... Kim Jong-un starts crying because yeah. of Katy Perry. I mean, it's absurd. It is insanity. But do it's you, funny. Do you ever feel like a like plastic a- bag? <laughs> Rolling through the sky. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are these lyrics? What the fuck are these lyrics? And then, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Yeah. And like, I remember the fat little Korean kid in, shop of the, in front of the store that mm-hmm. was like a fake shop. And James Franco getting angry. I bet you that kid wasn't even fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> like the fake oranges and fake apples and fake fruit and everything. And a fake fat kid out there. <laughs> Bitch, that kid wasn't even fucking fat. Fuck that. What <laughs> <laughs> what is like um uh, but like it's trying to honey dick you or something like that was like honey dicking <laughs> and um And they say it in Korean like yeah. five times. Yeah. <laughs> fucking honey dick. Like it wasn't trying to honey dick you, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh god. <laughs> See, yeah. that's that's an example of when something so absurdly ridiculous mm. works perfectly fine. Yeah. Cause it was a Seth Rogan movie and James Franco. James Franco's like a I see James Franco as uh, Harry Osborn from the Spider-Man movies. That was my first time ever seeing James Franco. Okay. And then, not Harry, the the Harry, Spider-Man's best friend. Yeah. Because that's a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I see him as that guy. Okay. Because uh, that was the first time that I ever saw James Franco as yeah. a kid. Yeah. And then after the interview, I could never kind of separate him from that. It was always to me that kid. Oh, from the guy, then, Spider-Man guy. Yeah. And then the interview just broke that for me. Wow. Like it was the movie that broke it, that broke the James Franco illusion. And it was really good. It's a really yeah. good fucking movie. James Franco is one of my favorite young actors. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, Shia LaBeouf. Like, Shia LaBeouf's like one, cool. one A and one B for me. I really love those guys. <laughs> They're fantastic. But <laughs> back to Edgar Wright. Because mm-hmm. Edgar Wright's my favorite comedy director. Mm. And the only reason is because he uses every available tool as a filmmaker to mm. make a comedy work. Of course right? he does, yeah. So let's take, for example, Scott Program vs. The World. Mm-hmm. Michael Sarah. Yep. He's really not a great actor like i don't consider him a super great actor not great no yeah he's good but he's very good though at what he does i feel like edgar wright t- takes what michael Sarah is good at which mm-hmm. is the the uncomfortableness yeah. that they, they make you feel awkward mm-hmm. and he plays that with his filmmaking and it works perfectly fine and that says a lot for you to really enjoy that scott pilgrim and that's yeah. not your brand of it's not my like, brand of comedy no like the awkward not, type yeah. of thing like yeah I, I i actively avoid watching situations where the main character falls in love with another character mm. and he cannot succeed at their relationship mm. i actively avoid those movies because mm-hmm. they make me feel very uncomfortable yeah and I watched Scott Perkins and I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be, I know he wants to bang Ramona, yeah. it's not going to work. It's not. But I was intrigued the whole fucking movie. And instead of being awkward mm-hmm. with the character, I was laughing at the character's awkwardness. Yeah. And that's good directing. That's really, really good directing if you're doing that type of comedy. Yeah. And so I feel like Edgar Wright played to Michael Sarah's uh, strengths as an actor, mm-hmm. which is kind of like making a situation always feel uncomfortable. Yep. And then he paired that with his visual style of comedy. Yeah. And and it just worked perfectly fine. Like, there's a moment in... Edgar Wright does this thing with lighting, mm. where he times, a, like, a dramatic light cue or a dramatic sound effect, and he times it with something that a character has been said. Yeah. 
but it's not just overlaid on the on the screen or on the scene. Mm. There's always something going on in the background. He makes sure that you know that the place where you are is either a factory, is either a club, is either a band. Mm -hmm. He sets up the location to where you're at mm -hmm. so that he can have a scene where two characters play each other. When one character wins the scene and the other one loses, he usually cuts to the one that lost the scene mm -hmm. and uh, play a dramatic sound effect or a dramatic like you mm -hmm. or do something with the background that says this guy lost the scene. Yeah. And not a lot of people do that. And nobody else does it. Nobody does it. Like I mean, I'm, like I don't. I haven't seen it. Edgar Wright is the only one that's using camera work and cinematography to demonstrate comedy. Yeah. I don't see it. Like I, I, I can't even say I don't see it much. Like I don't see it, man. You know what movie I did see it in recently? What? It was Ant Man. And you know why? Ant Man. Did I see? That with Paul he Rudd. worked with. He was supposed to work on that movie. Because he though. worked on that movie. Yeah, yeah. He's still in the credits as the director. Yeah. He directed like half the movie and then mm. backed away. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you can totally see the Edgar Wright way in the action yeah when they're super tiny you hear the fucking like droning sound of air conditioners mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. everything seems massive in scale yeah you're always right there with the characters in terms of scale yeah and then he plays it for comedy by cutting into the big world and you just see something stupid happening yeah. really tiny and then cuts <laughs> right back in it's brilliant fucking filmmaking and mm -hmm. no one is fucking doing it no one is learning from edgar wright mm -mm. and the moment edgar wright stops making movies we have lost a national treasure in film I mean, as soon as someone else, I, I don't know why no one's following that example. I'm, I'm guessing because it's too difficult to do what he's doing. Because, I mean, he's not spending a lot of money and he's getting no. back. He's making his profits tenfold. And that's what's enabling him to make movie after movie after movie. And you, would, and you would think that there will be some type of understudy, some type of protege that will be like, okay, this is a format. I don't have to have a hundred million dollars to produce something give me five million dollars and make me work right and i would give you a product and that's what i could write does yeah why is no one i think his that? highest budget movie was uh probably the world's end oh the, the last one the did. world's end yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's that looks like the biggest budget movie. i think so yeah uh, locations and and just like okay so i'm gonna gush over Edgar Wright a little bit more you're, you're, you're killing the opportunity to have an Edgar Wright <laughs> episode i this is true this is true it's <laughs> true all right, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> like, Edgar Wright, is Edgar really Wright good, I love you, but I'm going to save you for an episode. Yes. <laughs> the uh, other other comedies I had, there was the, um, there's a movie, and it, it's just straight parody. If you if you know anything about the Waynes Brothers, like, no, I'm not talking about Scream, uh, no, Scary Movie 1, 2, or 3, which Haunted House 1 or 2, any of those. Scary Movie 1 mm. was really good. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it was funny. Scary Movie 1 was funny. You know, but I think all of those came out like year 2000 plus. Those are the same guys that did White Chicks, right? Yes. Nice. Not talking about that movie either. Not talking about that movie No. Either. Anything that came out after the year 2000 from them, mm -hmm. dismissed. Same thing like uh, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Anything that came after year like 2012, you're done. You know, I'm dismissed. But this movie, um, when did this come out? In 1996. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> that is a fucking title. Now, ba basically what they did, they took... Five like hood black movies that really made a lot of money, and they smash it all into one big parody. You know, so one one uh, hood movie was Don't Be a Menace, uh, and another one was uh, Well Menace to Society. Another mm -hmm. movie was South Central. Another movie was Juice with Tupac, right. and um, and another movie was Boys in the Hood. So they yeah. did what they did with the scary movies, but mm -hmm. with hood movies. Pretty with much. hood movies, okay. And they made a complete farce and comedy, and it's their best one to date. Right, it is the best one to date. They have a um. They have a guy that's playing a preacher, and everybody's sitting in the church. He was like, "Don't ask a uh, a uh, why come uh a uh, why come the pastor got to have a nice house or or why come uh, uh the pastor got to have a nice car? Don't ask. I say, don't ask. I say, don't ask. No questions. Just give the money. Now, those of you 
realize that uh, the Lord expects you to give generously unto his church. Don't ask no questions. <laughs> you know, he's just going in here at the Greater Ebenezer New Revival Tree of Life, institutional double rock on the side of the road to Jericho Missionary Baptist Church God, Zion. Damn. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm more impressed than the fact that that's actually funny? Mm-hmm. The fact that you fucking know that. Oh, <laughs> by man. memory. Any of these comedies, like I, that's that's my genre. Comedy is my genre. Like comedy's pretty dope. The um uh, what happened, I think we've gone over my past summer a little bit, but just when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would be in the house during summers, you know, grandma's at work. So the only movie I had to watch was Don't Be a Menace, Friday, and I believe it was Space Jam. Space you Jam is good. So, so I'm watching these movies over and over and over and over and over on loops. So you, you know? fucking know them. Oh, God. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, but that's that was, that was 96. Um, we're did, talking, I know that we've been talking mostly about film, mm-hmm. but I also want to bring up some telly. Oh, telly, telly's good. If I got yeah. so much telly, like yeah. I'm saying, this it has to be like part two and part three. It has three. to be like a part two an episode. We're 30 minutes in, mm. and we we didn't even cover we half the movies. Anything. We cover no like stand up comedians. Stand up comedians. Stand up comedy is my favorite. Same, I comedy. love it. Me too. We cover no television, no mm. stand. It's like there's so much in comedy is so broad. We have yeah. to have more than one episode for it. Absolutely, but go on, go on. Oh, uh, that's yeah, that's that's almost it. Um, the other things were like the Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen combination. Right. That's been um, really good. You know what movie didn't work for me? Mm. I thought wasn't going to work for me and absolutely worked for me. Okay. 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. We brought up 22 Jump Street. 22 oh, Jump in Street. the sequels episode. In the sequels episode. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, was that a good movie. It was. And holy fuck, did I not expect it to work. I, I thought it was going to be a shit movie. Same. Something to be horrible. Same. But it won me over. It did. Shannon Tatum and Jonah Hill are my favorite like comedic couple right now. Okay. I think, yeah. All right. They do really good work together. Yeah, they do. They, they play off each other really nicely. They definitely do. They uh, do. <laughs> you seen a Superbad, didn't you? No, I didn't. Superbad? I haven't seen Superbad, no. That's like a, um, that came out in 2007. Yeah, the, the one with McLovin? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not even one of my favorite movies, but that's, I can't go anywhere without, if you bring up Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill, Superbad. that's like the first thing people are saying. You know what Seth Rogen movie was the first one that I saw? Uh, Try to guess it. I will. A 40-Year-Old Virgin. Fuck, that's right. Ha ha! <laughs> that's, went, that's one of his first. That was movies, the so. first first movie that I watched. Mm. But the one that I knew Seth Rogen made. All right, let me see. Um, hold on. Um, Pineapple Express. Nope. Um, give me one more guess. One more, one more guess for the win. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. No. Sack and Mary make a porno. That was my fucking next guess. <laughs> fucking Craig Robertson and the girl with the bubbles that's blowing bubbles out of her vagina. Yeah. yeah, man. That movie was... You know who directed that movie, though? No, I didn't. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith directed that movie? Yes. Holy shit. Yep. I love Kevin. Kevin Smith! Yes. Kevin Smith's another good comedy director. Yeah. He's really good. He is. Yeah. Uh, Sack and Mary make a porno was the first Australian movie that I saw. And yeah. I didn't get it. Mm. I didn't get the movie because I was way too young for mm. it. Okay. I caught it on HBO right before the porn channel came on. Mm. They played Sack and Mary make a porno, which I thought was fitting. Yeah. So I watched that movie then when I was like 13, 12, mm. something. Oh, sp- speaking of porno. Yeah. Speaking of porno. <laughs> speaking of porno. Go on. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm watching something. And I, I'm not going to say what I was watching, but... <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, something came up, and it says there's a new porno coming out called 10-Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. 10-Inch Mutant God yes. damn it. 10-Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. If Michael Bay directed that, it would just be like explosions of cum all over the yes. place. Yes. I mean, I kind of have to see this movie. <laughs> I, I, yeah. April's in it, and they got her pretty busty. You know, that's best. I mean, like I've seen, I seen Saving Ryan's Privates. You know, back in the day, <laughs> I, seen, 
I watched Saving Ryan's Profits. Saving Ryan's Profits. <laughs> you know, that was good. That was a good one. That so, is a good fucking name. Yes. God damn. So I'm, I'm thinking they can they can pull this one out too. Porn doesn't do a lot of things in terms of like what they do. Like it's pretty mm. straightforward. Oh yeah, it is. But if it's one thing that I give credit porn to porn mm. is fucking titling the goddamn movies. The, yes, they, they title are like none always other. funny. You know, always funny. You know what my least favorite thing about a porno mm-hmm. soundtrack. If you're going to put this much money into making a film and the only thing you can give me on every soundtrack is boom, 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 on any scene it makes me laugh yeah <laughs> uh, last one's really quick because we're super over time yeah we are um clueless uh 1995 they uh they brought in uh, paul rudd that's the first movie i knew a uh, new of him in paul rudd 1995 stacy dash before she was um you know stacy dash now she was they were they were making fun of her at the oscars chris rock was talking about stacy dash because she was um siding with donald trump and Talking against black people and all kinds of crazy right. stuff or whatever. There was like, um, in anyway, yeah, yeah. Stacey, Stacey Dash is in it and uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone's funny. Not Sharon Stone. <laughs> I don't. Alicia Silverstone. I don't. I don't have a face for Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. but I know that I've seen stuff that she's in, yeah. and they've been really good. Yeah, uh, Clueless. It was that's one of my favorite movies from the '90s, and it's so '90s. And the last one I had was Office Space. Office Space. Office Space is really good. It's yeah, one of my favorite. That's has my favorite scene. Which one? Just people beating the shit out of a printer. Oh yeah. Just for just so dumb but they play like gangster music while they're doing it at the the beginning the opening scene of the movie damn it feels good to be a gangster gangster. (laughs) (laughs) the beginning i'm gonna use the word juxtaposition again because you have like the the nerdiest skinniest white guy where you know sitting in his car listening to this hardcore gangster Gangster rap rap. music you know and and having hitting every word knows every word you know and he stops at the same nigga when like a black dude goes past like oh shit oh i gotta roll my window window up a little bit then goes back to it (laughs) that movie Mm-hmm. Made me laugh exclusively because I could relate to everything that was happening. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm like a nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. I was always unsure what I was going to do for a job. Mm-hmm. I've always like made fun of people that are stuck in mm-hmm. those nine to five jobs. Yeah. And that movie took all of that and just made it perfect. It was just so good. He's like, like, what are you going to do about your job? I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? I'm just not. After I watched the movie, it definitely changed something in me. It's like, I could just do that. Yes. For like a while. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's so great. Office space. Yeah. Was that who directed that? Was that uh I don't know who the director yeah. was. The uh the creator was uh Mike Judge though. That's from well, he might have directed it too. Maybe but uh, Mike Judge was the uh the creator of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, he's really funny. Yeah. That dude's really fucking oh, yeah. funny. King of the Hill. Yep. Um a number of things, but yeah, this guy's brilliant. I'll tell you what, boy, Silicon you were Valley a Zone, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Silicon Valley too. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a huge range of comedy. It is. Just... It is. Uh Mark Marin had him on the podcast uh six months ago or so. Nice. Hell yeah. That's okay. We're over time, so we're going to end it. Over time. <laughs> over the line. <laughs> we're going to end it uh, as soon as I give a shout out to Mark Marin, mm-hmm. who does a great television show mm-hmm. and a great podcast. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen my, I tell, I try to, I try to get people to watch Marin's show, mm-hmm. but it's hard because mm-hmm. it's like, it's a weird sort of show for most people. Yeah. 
but Mar- Marin, it's on Netflix all the way to season three. Mm-hmm. Season four just came out, and I'm waiting to find a place to watch that shit because yeah. it's really like, it looks really good. Yeah, uh, Marin, uh, Louis C.K.'s show, Louis. Oh, he has uh, another show on uh, called Horace, Horace and, Pete, and Pete. Yeah, which I which I haven't checked out because I'm broke as fuck. This nigga wants you to give him two dollars for the first episode, three dollars for the second episode, five dollars for the third, two dollars for the fourth. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, bruh, like what? what <laughs> what's, what's, what, what's up with these denominations? <laughs> he give, this, it's Louis C.K. being Louis C.K. He's like, I got control over this now, yeah. so I'm just gonna fuck around with people. Yes, and he's like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna pay the two dollars for the first episode, pay the three dollars for the second episode, skip the third episode. So because it's five dollars, just go to the fourth one. No, you're gonna give me that goddamn five dollars. That's, That's so what stupid. you're gonna do. <laughs> just, I fucking love Louis. Like I, I would love the way his mind works. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, but Louis' show, uh, uh, Louis. Yeah. Uh, Horace and Pete also a really good show. Mm-hmm. He's got another show, Lucky Louis, which I haven't. seen. Oh, that's on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Came out uh, early 2000s. Really, really. Yeah, cool. it was a predecessor to like Louis. It is. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so same same woman's in it. Uh, Pamela something, the uh, dark haired uh, brunette. Dark haired brunette. That's fucking means the same thing. <laughs> Good job, Chris. Good yeah, fucking exactly. job. The fucking brunette lady, uh, Pamela something. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the cast from mm. Louis because that's yeah. one of the shows that I really like, but it makes me that's so uncomfortable awkward. to yeah. watch. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite thing about Louis is that he got an actress to play his mom mm-hmm. in one episode, yeah, and then hired her again to play another person that wasn't his mom in another episode. Nice. <laughs> so Louis, like Louis, is making a show because he can afford it because he has so much money he can fund it himself. Yeah. And he's got so much creative control. He doesn't give a fuck. He does not. He just wants to sell you the jokes. Yep. Like, whatever's happening on screen is a vehicle for the joke that he's trying to give you. Yeah, it is. And that's why I love Louis. It's, yeah. it's really good. His he's later seasons have gotten, like, oh, exponentially yeah. better. Oh, yeah. He's gotten so much better with time. And that's I, that's not even a disrespectful comment. Because, I mean, when you say exponentially mm. better, it's, like, it's so much better from the beginning. And yeah. that's, the, the beginning The beginning great. was amazing. Exactly. Like, it was really good. <laughs> yes. So, so he's just gotten way better at, like, making a, a yeah. show. You gotten better than better. And, like, yeah. the cinematography got a lot better, too, yeah. in the, during later seasons. So, yeah. Marin, Louis, fantastic shows. Mm. Horace and Pete, we gotta check it out. Yep. Uh, and I want to give another shout-out to the girls of Broad City. Oh, yeah. Because they're doing really funny stuff. Sure are. And I'd like to also give a shout-out to Amy Schumer. Yeah. Who's also doing really funny stuff. She is. She's uh, leading the way with the fem- feminist movement. Right. And, and it's just... Comedy Comedy has power. Mm-hmm. All right? This is the, the last thing I'm going to say about comedy. Mm-hmm. Comedy has the power to look at something mm-hmm. that's the status quo. It has the power to look at something that we all look at normal. Yep. Blow it up to such extraordinarily proportions that mm-hmm. you can see how fucking stupid it is. Yeah. You can laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And once you laugh at something... You can shut it out. You can. Once you laugh at anything that happens, you can just this. That was that. That happened. That, that yeah. happened. As let soon as you go. can laugh at it, you can let it go. So now, now that I'm hoping that all these women are making all these great comedy shows, that mm-hmm. we can laugh at the fact that they are breaking the status quo for was like a male dominated field. Mm-hmm. And once like the mainstream public does that, yeah, women are in for comedy. Yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. Just comedy has a lot of power, and we appreciate it. Sure. And uh, we're gonna so much fucking things to talk about comedy. I mean, we're gonna have to come back and talk about telly, mm-hmm. uh, which is Stand another up. realm of its own. Stand up comedy, mm-hmm. and then we got. I would like to talk about dark comedy as well because dark comedy is like a really specific type of comedy. Mm-hmm. We got, we got, we got yeah. hundreds of episodes left, so <laughs> we gotta pee. We'll, we'll squeeze that in. Yeah, I gotta I pee like can, a motherfucker. Guess you can squeeze that in now. Yeah, I should. <laughs> we'll take a break and be back with the premieres. Yes. yes. <laughs> Right. Open up the 
<laughs> and we're back with movie premieres. Movie and TV premieres for May the 17th through May the 23rd. That page looks fuller than it usually does. It does. Also, is that the page that your cat peed on? This is the page that my cat peed on. <laughs> I didn't mean to stir up fucking bad memories. Man. <laughs> you know. Oh. You know what? Nope. Another episode. Because I'm not, I haven't fully processed this yet. And I still can't look at the cats anymore. It's been like a week and a half, two weeks or something like that. And I still haven't gotten the point of like acceptance. Like the uh, the cat Isis, her, na- her name was Isis well before the terrorist group. Right. <laughs> you know, but, uh, the, the, your cat ran into the archer issue and they had to figure out a way how to market Isis. <laughs> yeah, but it's like now every time we see each other, we just kind of a stare off and then we go our separate ways. You know, so. Uh, I know what you did. I know what I did too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, television premieres May the 17th through the May the 23rd. Uh, first is a television show called Coupled on Tuesday, May the 17th. It's going to be on Fox at 9 p.m. That it, sounds, I think I saw a commercial. Yeah, for yeah, it? yeah. They've yeah. been, uh, they've been putting commercials out for it. It's going to be a brand new show, a dating reality show with the host Terrence J. Now, only like I'm, I'm a fan of dating shows, man. Like back I, in the day, I know. Yeah. I mean, I know people don't like it. It's generally just not good television. No, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. You I'm, like I'm agreeing like that? with you because I, I, I like the MTV dating shows back in the day. Like, a single, a singled out. Uh, no, I was Parental Hardwick? Control and Next. I those are next, the I see ones, next. Next. Okay, those yeah. are the ones that I watched. Okay. Uh, just because I was a kid, yeah. and they were fun, and I still watch them, and they're so cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just awkward all around, but I they're mean, fun. I, I grew up with uh, the dating game, the newlywed game, and uh, love connection. Flavor of love was also. Oh one. God, no! <laughs> I, no. I've seen the love connection. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Chuck Daly. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah. But anyway, um, this is all, <laughs> really the only reason I even mentioned this on there because a guy that I went to school with, um, he was at the house a lot. Mm-hmm. Terrence J. Uh, North Carolina A and T, two thousand and two through two thousand six. Mm-hmm. He actually graduated. I did not. And now, <laughs> now this guy, he went on to uh, to host one hundred six and Park on BET. Nice. He uh, became a host on E nice. for a while, and he's been in a lot of movies now. Um, uh, what's the um, the Steve Harvey book adaptation into a movie. Steve um, Harvey. Two, not two can play at that game. Uh, one of our listeners, give me your psychic ability. <laughs> Listen to it now. Give me your energy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Ter- Ter- Terrence J, um, he was, he's a really, really good guy, really humble guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to see all the success in the world for him. So Awesome. Shout out to you, Terrence J. Hell yeah. It's really cool. Um, after that is uh, Friday, May the 20th, a show called Lady Dynamite. Yes. 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 Lady Dynamite. Yes. I know nothing about this. Please Lady, enlighten me. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting so long <laughs> for this Lady Dynamite show. <laughs> for, <laughs> I just feel like as we get further and further into our episodes, we're mm. just going to make it a musical. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how I am about TV theme songs. Like, I love the music stuff. <laughs> I've been waiting for Maria Bamford to have her own television show for like at least three years. Damn. There's a, there's a, uh, you know, I love stand up comedy too. Mm-hmm. There's an alt uh, comedy that's, um, I think the head of the alt comedy is like Patton Oswald. Right. But there's people under him like Tignataro, Maria Bamford. Tignataro is really funny. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. She has her own show now. Um, nice. Called uh, One Mississippi on Hulu. Nice. Um, but yeah, Patton Oswald, Tignataro, uh, Sarah Silverman, she's at the leader of that with uh, Patton Oswald. Mm-hmm. But there's so much good comedy like that. Maria Banford is so good. And they finally gave her own show, Lady Dynamite, Netflix. There's going to be 12 episodes starting nice. this Friday. Dude, nice. It's on Netflix. I can check it out. Hell yeah. See, this is the thing about like 
just formats now. It's like if a show, if I can't stream a show, mm-hmm. I won't watch it. For the most part, the only yeah. thing that I'm watching live on television is um, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, and sporting events. Right. Because if I don't see it right there, then it's spoiled for me for like that whole week. Absolutely. You yeah. know. But Jon Snow that, is back, by the way. Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not only is Jon Snow back from week two, week three, yeah. this motherfucker has left the Night's Watch. Completely <laughs> left the Night's Watch. You know, because... Right, he, I saw the gif. It was like, my watch is ended. Yes, yeah, he's done. You know, so we'll see what happens after that. Maybe he'll go find his sister, Arya. Maybe he'll go find his crippled brother, Bran. You know, there's no telling what he'll do now, so... Didn't the crippled brother die? Nope. Crippled brother's still alive. What was the one that... There was one kid that fell out of a window. Like That's him. Window. That's him. That friend? Yep. Oh, he's still alive? Yes. That's how he became crippled? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they carried his ass all the way to the three-eyed raven and this big-ass tree where a man lives inside a tree and knows all and is all or whatever, so... Uh, we'll, the tree god. No yeah, the tree deal. god. Casual. Yep. Yep. I mean, they got a lot of gods. They got the tree god. They got the mini face god. You know, there's so many different gods there. You know, old gods and the new. Got to pray funny. to all them shits. Got to really <laughs> pray to all them shits. <laughs> 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 it's one of blasphemous way to say we got to pray to every god. <laughs> pray to all them niggas, yo. You got to pray to all of them. <laughs> but that's that's Lady Dynamite on Netflix. Please, please support this show. Sarah Silverman's on it. Patton Oswalt's on it. Tig Notaro's on it. Maria Bamford's brand new show, Lady Dynamite. It's, it's a really funny cast. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, a little dicky hung out with Sarah Silverman. Yeah, they're both Jewish. Yeah, they're both Jewish. They are. I mean, that Jewish connection works, man. That's funny. That Jewish connection works. Like, if you see me in, like, in a Hollywood scenario, yeah. you'll be like, yeah, hey, did you know Christian knows Anthony Mackie? Of course I know Anthony Mackie. <laughs> 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 I wonder what would be my, my Hollywood connection. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Uh, John Leguizamo. I John Leguizamo. God damn it. He's, like, the John most Leguizamo. popular Puerto Rican uh, in Hollywood, Rican. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I get to meet J-Lo. You would get to meet J-Lo. She has a new video out called Not Your Mama. Really? I bet she's going to be really hot in it. She is really hot in it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's like a straight feminist thing. I ain't about to cook for you. I ain't your mama. Mama. I ain't going to clean your house. Nah. I ain't your mama. I'm like, I, oh, damn. I would like to point out that you're only hearing Chris sing this. But I'm, I'm watching him shake his butt in a chair I'm as he sings this. I am gyrating. He is gyrating. As I sing the Nacho Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was very, I was listening to it at work. A girl played it for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so who is going to clean up? <laughs> Who is gonna cook this dinner? Like what? This is girl should have fucking punched you right there. (laughs) Like fuck you. She was like, "Yo, is." I was like, "What?" (laughs) Shit! I turn around, make my own goddamn song. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I ain't about to clean up after you. I ain't your bitch. (laughs) Like fuck that. Think I am? Got me up here cleaning up and shit. That's but so yeah, funny. but no, Please anyway. All right, the next thing that we got here is Sunday, May the 22nd, a show called Preacher. It's going to be on AMC, 10 p.m., a drama starring Seth Rogen. Nice. It's about a Texas preacher who gains a special power. So we don't really know what that special power it's is. It might a be a mutant, power. you know, it might be a god, we don't know. But it's starring Seth Rogen in a drama. Like, not a drama, comedy, not, like, just drama. Just drama. Seth yeah. Rogen, you know? Huh. I'm interested. I be interested. And on top of that, uh, Sam Caton, he was one of the writers for Breaking Bad, and this mm-hmm. is his show. Ooh. Yeah. So nice. you got somebody from Breaking Bad. You got Seth Rogen. You got AMC, who has pretty much made themselves into a staple television uh, network. Yeah, I don't like a lot of their shows, but they do make pretty good shows. I'll, I can't think of many. Yeah. Like Sons of Anarchy, uh, Breaking Bad, Mad Walking Men, Bad. Walking Dead. Um, there's like one other but they upload this yeah, here's a, like the thing about AMC is that I watch I've seen all of those shows and I like almost none of them mm-hmm. 
but they are really well made. Yeah, they make yeah. a lot of money. So oh yeah, like they know what they're doing. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. You didn't like Sons of Anarchy? No, not into it. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. I mean, yeah, I, I can understand that. I can understand not liking Sons of Anarchy. Mad Men. I can understand not liking that too. Mad Men. Okay, Mad Men was good, Mad but Man it was, was so long winded. I didn't like the first couple of episodes were so long winded. Yeah, it's slow pace. It kind of like knocked me on a little bit. I wasn't in the right mood to watch Mad Men. That's that's yeah. like top five. Top seven, like, of John my Hamm. favorite shows in the history of life. Like, yeah. I really, really like that. But, I mean, that's just part of my love in the 1950s and the 1960s going into the 70s. Even though if I was there in real life, I'd be getting my ass whooped by the police like I would right now. Yep. Like, present day. Not a lot of changed. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, uh, that's Preacher on AMC, 10 p.m. Um, the next show is Monday, May the 23rd. The Price is Right. God damn it. Now, now How you, many now, years? Now you say to yourself, why are you mentioning The Price is Right? We only talking about premieres. Shows is getting premiered. The Price is Right don't never go off the air. So how is going to premiere and everything? God damn it. Mind your goddamn business. This show is going to be coming on at 8 p.m. Primetime special. They're having three episodes planned for primetime. Really? Primetime Price is Right. So huh. you don't have to be up at 11 o'clock in the morning to see Price is Right now. You can wait till 8 o'clock in the afternoon to see your Price is Right. Huh. Mm. I'm so into yeah. it. I'm, 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 I'm hardcore into that. Huh. Game shows is my shit. Game shows are pretty fun. Hell yeah. I, I always like, I always fancied the trivia shows though. Yeah, same. Trivia shows were fun. Hell yeah. Um, that's it for television. Coming up in movies for the weekend of May the 20th, The Angry Birds movie. I'm so fucking mad that that movie's happening. Oh, I thought you wanted to see that. No, okay. I'm so fucking angry that that movie's happening. Mm. Pun intended? You can probably shoot me into a couple of pegs and I'd be... There was a joke in there somewhere? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the trailer for that movie today, mm. actually. Not because I wanted to, because mm. YouTube fucking forced me to watch it. Yeah, they will do that. And, oh my God, it's just... Not, we don't need it. Mm -hmm. We don't... The Angry Birds phenomenon has died out. Yep. We don't need a fucking Angry Birds movie. Oh, just <laughs> something's up to happen today. All right, you know how you were talking about how a commercial just comes up, like you're you're trying to go watch like Angry Sex or whatever, and then you got to watch this 15 second you know ad of whatever's yeah. gonna be some commercial, you know, and you do everything in life to avoid yeah. these unsolicited commercials, yep. you know. And we're in class each day and having to shoot commercials, mm. and we were in there today for a good two hours researching commercials yeah it was the seventh circle of hell i've seen so many commercials i've seen at least 30 doritos commercials here's you know? the thing like if commercials are funny mm -hmm. i don't mind them i still do I don't but com like doritos commercial they're not that funny mm, I, I can't think of any commercial i like because mm. you have an agenda you're trying to sell me something yep. and you're not giving me the ability to say yes or no exactly. you know if i can if i can turn it off then okay but it's like you're forcing this upon me mm. anything you're forcing upon me besides a select few things i'm gonna be angry about yeah <laughs> no know? i agree i hate commercials yeah but if they make me laugh i'll give them a pass that's true All right but I researched commercials too for the Apple shit yeah. that we did. Yeah. And I watched so many goddamn Apple commercials. <laughs> I wanted to hammer my phone. Yeah. I, I wanted to buy a fucking Samsung after watching two hours of iPhone commercials. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be seeing the Angry Birds uh, movie? Yep. I'm oh. totally going to see it. Totally, totally going to see it. I'm going to go to the movie theater. I'm going to sit down and then I'm going to kill myself in it. I'm going to go ahead and lock you in for a yes. Yep. All right. Um, you all right with uh, advanced screening? Because we can just yep. go ahead and no, see yeah, that. No, yeah, we can just go see it right fucking now. 
Let's go. I know the fucking manager at the theater. We can make the shit work. All right. You're fu- you're going in there with me. Oh, fuck <laughs> that. I'll be damned. No, the only the only bright spot of this movie apparently is uh, Peter Dinklage is the uh, the main voice for That's one of funny. the characters. So I um, love Peter Dinklage. Yeah, and it's amazing that like he's getting voice work. That's really really cool. I like well, it a lot. Dude, he has a great fucking like. He's oh my god, everything. Great voice. Yeah. I would I would listen to that man read to me. Yeah, I would. Hell yeah. That's great. Anyway, fuck the Angerverse movie. Yes. The, the fuck uh, is next? The next movie is something that we covered back in our sequels episode. Go back and listen to the sequels episode. It's a good episode. And you'll find out why we're not going to go see Neighbors 2. I mean, I'm speaking... Are you, are you going to go see Neighbors 2? I'm, I'm not going to go see it. Okay. Uh, just because I... If I had enough money to go see five movies a month, I would go oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but Neighbors 2, I wasn't going to see it. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like, eh, sounds like Neighbors, whatever. Side it is. Friend. Yeah. But... Um, what made me really laugh and made me kind of want to give them a second chance is mm. that they released a poster mm. that parodied the, oh, the poster Civil of Civil War. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? If you got that sense of humor, mm. I might just give you the 10 bucks. They're, it's, they're very self-aware, yeah. apparently. You know, but I, I still don't know yet. Mm. It is rated R, so that, I mean, that mm. might be working for them. That might, that might be good. It's rated R, and they're keeping it short, 92 minutes. No, that's a, Yeah, that's a movie that I'm not excited to see, mm. but if I see it, it might be a good movie. It might. Like, yeah. Neighbors, I didn't go, I didn't pay money to see that. I seen it on, like, HBO or whatever mm-hmm. later on. And there are scenes that's funny. Zach, Zach Efron and uh, Dave Franco, James Franco's little brother, they do a whole thing about uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from all of his movies. I see that, yeah. It's, it's, it's that so funny. good. Yeah. Uh, Neighbors 2, the weekend of May the 20th, uh, starring uh, Zach Efron and Selena Gomez. Rated and then R. The Nice Guys. That's the final movie that's on the list is, is The that, Nice Guys. Is that Gosling? Is that say Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's in this movie? What the yeah. fuck is Ryan Gosling doing in this movie? What? The Nice Guys. I mean, yeah. Russell Crowe's in it. Yeah, no, no, no. no. But what, or, or what, Gerard ro- Butler. What role is Gosling playing? Because he's not one of the two main guys, right? He is one of the two main guys. Really? You haven't seen the trailers. Like, he's, they've been showing nothing but Ryan Gosling and uh I don't remember Crow. Ryan Gosling in the trailers. I've seen the trailers. I don't remember Gosling. All right, this the 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 in, inside the trailer, Russell Crowe was like, um, yeah, well, all of all of them um, died. They didn't have pain or something like that. And then uh, Ryan Gosling is like, well, I forgot what the punchline was. But you 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 you've, heard, you've seen the commercial, goddammit. But I, this is the guy with the guy. Maybe we're thinking of different movies. This is mm-hmm. the no. I am thinking about it in the movie. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the guy from from Workaholics. Um, uh, Durs. Yeah, the, tall one? the stupid or, guy that's in Workaholics. The there's three one. of those. Oh, uh, Adam. Adam, yeah, uh, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. That's yeah, the movie yeah. I was thinking. Okay. This is this isn't that. Okay. No. It's, no. <laughs> yeah, see, okay. We're yeah. good. We're I was good. like, why wouldn't Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe be in a... <laughs> yeah, this, the Nice Guys is the one where... What is The Nice Guys? Someone's getting married? Something mm, it, it seems it's like a shoot 'em up murder type thing. Huh. And uh, apparently somebody's died and they're trying to get away from it or something, but... Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe are listed as the leads for this movie. Huh, cool. And it comes out this weekend, May the 20th. That, I, I love Ryan Gosling, dude. I love some Ryan Gosling. But Ryan Gosling's pretty good. Russell Crowe, I have mixed feelings about him now, but I used mm-hmm. to love Russell Crowe. Russell, I don't know, he just kind of fell out of my... I like that pronunciation. Right, Russell? Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> like Golden Corral. <laughs> he, he just fell out of favor for me, so I'm excited to see him back on the screen. Yeah. That, that might be a movie that I might actually go see. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling. And I mean, you know how much I love Gerard Butler. So, I mean, <laughs> but I'm just not going to see it. I'm not. I mean, he's a great actor. He's good. He's really good. 
know how much I liked Russell Crowe in 300. Like, he, uh. he, he did his thing. <laughs> but I might, I might have to pass. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I really want... From now on, to call Gerard Butler Russell Crowe. He is. Gerard <laughs> Butler is Russell Crowe. Fucking Matt Damon is Marky Wahlberg. <laughs> Marky Mark on the Funky Bunch. Yes. Oh, man, that shit is funny. Oh, shout out, shout outs. Um, uh, last thing, make sure you follow us and write us on um, on Twitter at at underscore FFS podcast. Right. Yeah. Let's do that. We're trying to get interactive. Um, other things, shout outs. Um. If you're not listening to there, one of our former professors, uh, Daniel Kava, Dan Kava, he has a podcast named right. Movie Makers Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's on iTunes. Really, really good. Highly encourage you to check that out. Also, there's one from a couple of Brits named Screen Dump. Yeah. That, that we've been listening to over the past few weeks. Really, really good. Want to shout them out. I, I just want to encourage them to keep doing it because They're I enjoy good. listening to we, it. We started, I think we started at the same, we have the same timeline. Right around Screen the same Dump time. and we ha- have the same timeline. Yeah. And their content is pretty good yeah. i mean i've listened to it they were pretty good yeah oh yeah i think they're from the uk they are yeah the guy sounds pretty hot uh yeah yeah, yeah. both of them sound pretty hot i don't know about the chick <laughs> but that guy yeah oh. yeah no check them out let's be podcast friends let's do that yes you guys are great let's let's make that happen uh but yeah the last thing last time is um on twitter mm-hmm. uh, at underscore Wait, before you give the last shout out mm-hmm. i want to give a you know the the guys who we interviewed one summer night. Yeah, uh, they got funded. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're making their movie now. Yes. Uh, I just haven't mentioned that in the podcast before. So shout out to them, Connor yeah. and Devin. Good yeah. fucking job. You guys got funded. Hell yeah. So yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was cool. Um, but yeah, the uh, on Twitter at underscore ffs podcast at underscore ffs podcast for film sake podcast. Do it, guys. Let's do it. And you spell podcast p o d c a s t. There you go. That's Elemental P. all right catch you guys later thank you so much for watching hope you enjoy the long ass episode we go through yep cheers